Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Armor Report. Thanks for being here. I'm Brett Rosenthal. Special shout out to my mom. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Um, Armor Report. We're all about quantum mental investing. What does that mean? Simple. We take quantitative analysis using computer learning, AI, and those types of things for our execution. We combine it with a fundamental foundation. And it gives you the investing edge you need to succeed. It's the information that we provide with this combination that allows us to excel. Now, I've been doing this 30 years, and I'm sharing with you all the things that I've gathered from that time. I hope it helps you. It certainly helps me that you're here listening because it helps me order my thinking, and I appreciate that. Thanks for being here. Now, um, It's a live trading desk. All the information I'm supplying, I use in my own personal portfolio and for investors I work with through our interactive brokers affiliation. It's a live trading desk, a live look-in. Phones might ring. I'm surrounded by computers. I got trades on. So forgive me if I get distracted for a second. We're going to try to get to it briefly today on our Monday show. This is the cannabis couch. Okay, we're going to focus on what I consider to be a phenomenal investment theme long-term, but those of you who follow me know since May, I've been telling you, avoid the space. Okay? And so what we're doing now is we're continuing to do the research. We're putting names on top of our whiteboard. And when we get the quantitative execution that tells us it's time to put capital to work, I'm going to tell you right here. Anybody who's a subscriber to the Armor Report, you can go to our website, RosenthalCapital.com, subscribe. It's a free service. I'm going to send an email out. The minute our quantitative algorithms tell us we can try to put on risk in the space, okay? Today is not that day. What I want to do is talk about two things that have happened recently in the last 48 hours, very important pieces of news I'm going to share with you about cannabis and the cannabis investing theme. Actually, three pieces of information. I'm going to add something else. Um, But before I do that, I always like to start with a review of the seven indexes we follow. Now, we have computer um, algorithms, which they're always computer, I guess, designed to drive our risk decisions in the stock market. This is how we create edge for ourselves and for our investors. When it's risk on, when these seven indexes tell us to get aggressive, we put a lot of capital to work. When they tell us to be defensive, we carry the maximum cash position that we're going to carry. I can't tell you what to do since I don't know you. But what you can get from this information, you may be a buy and hold guy who always wants to be 100% invested. Maybe you just carry 5% cash. Okay, fine. When we're telling you risk off, carry the 5%. I know other guys who want to be 100% cash when we're risk off. It doesn't matter to me. You have to determine what works for you. So here are the seven indexes. These are exchange-traded funds, so it's easy for you to follow. The S&P, I'm just going to rattle off the symbols. SPY, QQQ, NASDAQ 100. IWM, small cap. DIA, the Dow. Okay. Momentum Index, MTUM. IBD50, FFTY and the value index, V-L-U-E. These cover, in our opinion, the entire market and help us determine direction. 
We've been risk off for a while. That means we've been, if, if we add anything, we add on weakness and we're only adding things that are blue chip dividend payer quality type of ideas. All of our aggressive growth uh, uh, allocation in our portfolio is cash right now. All right. So a quick review. Now, I told you guys, if you're watching me on Twitter or stock twits, please do. It's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T. It's one T, Rosenthal. I tweeted out last week on Friday that I'm covering all my shorts. All right, so let's address that right now. Why did I do it? The NASDAQ 100, the, small, uh, um, the Momentum Index, and um, the IBD 50 have all given us a a risk-on signal. That doesn't mean I put money to work. It just means three of the seven indexes are saying maybe we're getting an opportunity here. I need confirmation in the next 48 hours of the other indexes before I would you know, get aggressively risk-on. But when I'm short, I'm a cat on a hot tin roof. Okay, first of all, I don't recommend you do this. I don't think that an individual should short on their own. It's incredibly difficult to make money short. It's hard enough to to carry a cash position as the market goes up and you feel like you're missing something, it's doubly hard to carry a short position as the market goes up. I mean, emotionally, it really weighs on you. So um, the only times I would carry market shorts for multiple weeks or months is when we're in a bona fide uh, financial crisis bear market. How do we get there? One, Fed has to be raising rates and reducing liquidity. That's not happening right now, okay? Or two, there has to be a financial crisis, which I don't see at the moment. I mean, it, it may be happening, but we'll find that out later. Um, so it's hard to determine that. So what we've got now are just short windows, pun intended, to make money short the indexes. But I'm only doing that to hedge my passive income dividend portfolio. I don't want to sell those stocks. But that doesn't mean I have to suffer dramatically as the market goes down. And by the way, guys, when the market implodes, I mean, it used to be seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. I think it's probably north of nine out of 10 now follow the market. We are in a quantitative world. 90% of all trades are originated on exchanges by computer systems. That's just a fact. If you think you can still invest using your old school techniques, you're just dreaming, guys. Wake up. Come on. Things are changing. So what we have to do is change with them. So what I do for my own personal money is I occasionally will take short positions on the indexes to hedge my risk. So I did that for a couple weeks. We made money. I booked the profit at the end of last week. You may ask yourself, well, what if the market keeps going down? How do I handle that? Well, two things. Number one, I'm just trying to create a cushion to hold my dividend payers. So I just book profit. Market goes lower. I lose some money in the dividend payers. I get it. I'll look for other opportunities to short if I have to. Um, but I don't really want to be long-term short when we have over $15 trillion in negative interest rates and central banks ready and willing to add liquidity. It's very hard to make a lot of money short. Okay, enough said. So let's see how the market behaves in the next couple of days to see if we get confirmation by any of the other indexes that would allow us to pour, put more risk capital out. Please note, the markets have been going through this up-and-down cycle where they sell off after a Trump-China trade meeting, and they rally up the week into it, right? So there's optimism and hope that there's a deal that's cut, then there is no deal that's cut, then the market implodes. So it's a bit of a roller coaster. And so we get this little risk on 
perhaps signal the week of Trump and China talking, eh, that makes me very uncomfortable. So we'll have to see how this plays out. Now let's get to the cannabis couch. Um, Weekend reading has revealed a couple of very important things that you guys have to focus on if you're cannabis investors. Look, I love the cannabis investment theme. I want to get long this theme. I've been telling you not to be long since the end of May. It pains me to have to have these conversations with you. I can't wait for the day where I get to pound the table and saying we're getting long and we're piling into these names and we're going to make a fortune. But unfortunately, we keep getting stories um, uh, that, that really hurt. So this most recent story, and I got to give credit to deepdive.com. Check that website out. Um, they're very good at, at following the cannabis story. Check out this story right here. They, they, they linked to this story, and I published it for you guys to see it. Bank of New York Mellon, which is Pershing. This is a, these are big guys. This is a big clearinghouse for a lot of trades, okay? You don't have to read this whole thing. You can go to my um, Twitter feed and click on it. You can read it later. I'm just showing you what it looks like. I'm going to tell you what it says. After November 30th, Bank of New York Mellon and anybody who has an account there and anybody clearing through uh, a Persian at that, at that firm will not be able to own U.S. MSOs or any U.S. cannabis company that trades on the Canadian Stock Exchange. As if we needed another problem. Now, I listed for you the five top problems for the cannabis space that have to be resolved for these stocks to start going up. Please view that. You can go to our uh, YouTube list, click on, you know, playlists. You'll see the cannabis um, uh, uh, videos. And on the 25th of September, I listed for you the top five problems of the cannabis space. Go review that. I also sent out to all my Armor Report Action Alert subscribers. It's a free service. Just go to our website and sign up for it, RosenthalCapital.com. I sent out an email listing these five problems. And the reason I listed them for you, and I did it for myself, is so that we know when these problems get resolved, fundamentally we'll have a better opportunity to own these stocks. So let's follow these five issues and see, are they getting resolved? Well, this has to be issue number six. Is Bank of New York Mellon the only bank that's going to do this? This is a major problem, guys. Brokerage firms not allowing you to buy stocks that trade on the CSE. I don't even know why Bank of New York Mellon is doing this. We just had the Safe Banking Act passed through the House in an overwhelming majority. Of course, it has to get through the Senate and get ratified. But this just sounds so tone deaf for the management of Bank of New York Mellon. It's like hard to believe. But they did it. You have an account there. You cannot own these stocks. Now, why is that important for the rest of us who have accounts other places? Well, number one, if it starts a trend of other brokerage firms doing this, it's a problem. But at the very basic level, we need liquidity to help these investments out. We need these uh, stocks. It needs to be easier to buy these stocks, not harder. And so on the one hand, we get the Safe Banking Act that makes it to the House. And then like, on the very next hand, you know, we get dealt the worst possible hand. 
as a major brokerage firm says you can't buy these stocks if you have an account with them. That's just a serious problem, guys. Okay? Now, I also um, I want to put up this picture here. This is a very interesting story, again, from Deep Dive. I think you guys should take a look at this. This is about Harvest. Harvest Health and Recreation. It is one of my favorite MSOs. But I read this story, and it, and it really made me pause and think about this. They did a $225 million senior secured debt deal, an 8% coupon. That's okay. I don't mind the 8%. I get it. All these you know, vulture funds are getting high rates of return for lending to cannabis companies in the U.S. because it's still illegal federally, right? But what's really disturbing when you read the story is that if Harvest, for some reason, can't um, pay off this loan on time, they've pledged their licenses for this loan. They've pledged their licenses. They can't pay. They go out of business, and Torian Capital gets all of their licenses. You see what I'm saying? That is not a good look. It tells you how desperate the U.S. cannabis space is for capital. And then we have Bank of New York now saying you can't trade these stocks. So God knows you can't raise capital in the equity market. This is why the Safe Banking Act is so important. That's got to get through the Senate. It's got to get ratified. That's disturbing that Harvest is pledging their licenses for capital just a reality check guys now let's wind it up with one positive piece of information the vaping story is one of the top five problems with this industry and i outlined it on the armor report action alert the vaping story we need that to get off the front page and we need the street to start to realize that legal u.s cannabis companies the mso's are not selling products that are killing people. So the fastest way to get there, one of the best ways right now, is a company called CanSafe. Okay, so all the MSOs are sending them products, vaping products, and this is a third-party testing facility that's testing the product. Now, Business Insider just did a story about this over the weekend. It's a great website, by the way. Best you sign up for it. Lots of quality information from that source. Nine out of 12 illegal vape cartridges had dangerous substances inside it from the study that CanSafe has just completed. And out of 104 products submitted from all these MSOs that are legal U.S. cannabis companies, there were zero big goose eggs that had dangerous substances inside the vape cartridge. Zero. That story has to get out. Help me promote that. Retweet it. Get it out there. This is an illegal vape cartridge problem. The best thing to do is legalize this product, people. It's a no-brainer. We need more stories like this out of CanSafe. To prove, by the way, they also proved that of the 104 cartridges, they all 
had the, the amount of THC that they promised was actually in the product. So all the U.S. MSOs are doing the right thing, but they're getting whacked by this vaping story. Normally, that would be a great buying opportunity. We've just got other issues that are out there that are hanging over the head, but I'd like to see this issue put to bed. That would get me a lot more bullish. Todd Harrison said it best. He said, during Prohibition, a lot of people died from drinking bathtub gin. You know how they cured that problem? Right? They made liquor legal, regulated it, and sold it. And people stopped dying of bathtub gin disease and rot gut, right? So if you want people to stop dying from vapes on the street, legalize cannabis in the U.S. and regulate it. It's a no-brainer. All right, guys, I hope this has been helpful. If you've enjoyed it, don't forget, give me a thumbs up. That always helps me out. I'm going to talk to you again on Wednesday, and we're going to cover what I think is the single best investing group if there's ever a Trump-China trade deal. My favorite group, and I got these stocks on the top of my whiteboard, and if we ever get a trade deal between Trump and China, I think this is the best, best place to go with money, and I'll share that with you on Wednesday. Take care, guys. Be safe out there.